Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Boston College Football Show presented by Bud Light. For the next hour, we'll get you caught up on Eagles football. The Boston College Football Show is presented by Bud Light. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. And also sponsored by McGovern Auto Group, the official auto group of Boston College Athletics. Red Dome Realty, commercial sales, leasing and property management. Principal J.P. Plunkett, BC 93. It's time to talk BC football with head coach Jeff Halfley. Now, here's John Meter Perel. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Boston College Football Show. It's great to have you with us on a Wednesday night, as always. And if it's Wednesday, it's Zoom time with Coach Jeff Halfley. Coach, good to see you again. And the Eagles are 3-2 and two after dropping a tough one in Blacksburg on Saturday night, 40-14. to 14. Uh, They're now 2-2 two and two in the ACC, Coach. So five games in gives you a good barometer of probably of where you're headed, but I want to talk about first the Virginia Tech game. Uh, upon further review, did you learn anything from the game? What, what did the film tell you, if anything, that you didn't know watching it in live person? Well, good to see you again, John. Uh, it's good to be back on. Uh, learned, a lot, learned a lot from the film. Uh, one, you turn the ball over five times and you're not going to beat anybody. Um, and that's a good learning lesson, which, which we have preached and we've talked about, and unfortunately... You know, now we've got to learn from our own mistakes. So we, we have to do a better job, and we have to clean up the little things, which ultimately is on me, and we will do that. I also learned that, you know, if we don't do those things, we can be a really good football team. And I know that's easy to say, and anybody could say that, but if you just look really hard back at that game, first three out of our four possessions on offense, we go right down the field. And I mean, I'm thinking on the headsets, we're going to score 40-plus points. I mean, we were running the ball, throwing the ball. It was like 15 yards a clip. And three of the four first possessions, we turn the ball over. Um, and then you mentioned we, we missed the one kick and they get the ball in the 50. So you're really talking about just about four turnovers and sudden changes in the first half. And you get into the third quarter with three minutes left and it's 17-14 and we're still in the game. You know, we just score and, um, you know, we had a chance. We still had a chance despite everything going wrong. Um, and you might call me crazy and I said it to the team after the game, um, yeah, I'm disappointed and I'm angry and I, gosh, I wish we could go back and play that team again, but you can't. You got to move on. And I told the team I'm even more confident now and we're, we got to clean things up, but, but I know what we can be now. And I see it walking into that stadium against a really good football team. Um, 
we can be a good team and we're going to be a good team. We have work to do and it's going to take a little bit of time, but we should have a very confident group and we're not going to flinch like I told you. I'm not going to change who I am after a loss and start saying things differently or, or my attitude's not going to change. I'm not going to have a frown on my face. I'm not going to start yelling and screaming. It's not me. Um, and it's a good lesson for me as a head coach, too, to go through that for the first time. No, it's very encouraging. We started on the broadcast. It was remarkable how well you were moving the ball. It seems like especially running the game, run, your running game was much better than it has been in the first four weeks. What do you attribute that to? Well, I just think it's, it's time and it's experience. And it's, it's the guys playing in our scheme for the first time. And like I've said, just be patient. I see it at practice. Uh, whether it's the combination of the O-line, the quarterback, and the running backs, everything just everything's still new. And the more we play and the more we practice, the better we're going to get. And I felt it. You know, I felt like we were going to run the ball and throw the ball well on those guys, and I feel it again this week. Uh, but, again, we got to hold on to the ball, um, especially hold on to the ball. You know, the one, the one we just kind of had a forced error where the tight end and the quarterback hit each other and he threw it. I mean, you couldn't even try to do that again if you planned on doing it. Uh, the interceptions – Hey man, we're gonna we're gonna throw the ball. We're gonna throw the ball, and you know I'm I'm never gonna I'm never gonna say anything about those picks. He, he's trying. He's making the reads, and it happens. But we gotta hold on to the football. Tell on those lines. You preach ball security every week. You tell us about it on the show. I'm sure the last couple of days it's been cranked up even more with intensity. Is that the case? Yeah, you know, we, we do talk about it a lot, John, and we don't just talk about it, we do it. We start off every single practice after stretch with ball security drills. Um, you know, and I, and I watch them closely, and it's not like we're going through the motions, we're working at it. So I, I know it's not for a lack of effort, and I still have confidence in all those guys. But, yeah, sure, you crank it up a little bit, you get the scout team ripping at the ball a little bit harder, you do a little extra work, um, because we want those guys confident, and I want to coach them that way. 26 missed tackles by the coaching count, uh, obviously a staggering number. What have you tried to do this week to make sure that doesn't happen again? Well, we, we, you go back to basics. Um, if I told you it was because we weren't working tackling in practice in the weeks before, you know, I'd be lying to you because we had been. I mean, we were live tackling every single Tuesday, and then on Wednesdays we were not doing it live, but we were doing our drill work. Um, so what we did, we tried to stress in the meeting rooms why we're missing them and teach them why they're missing them. Uh, whether we're tackling too high or we're not wrapping up or whether we're stopping our feet. So we really spent a lot of time showing that on the video, and then we, we drilled it again. And, you know, we, we, we cranked it up a little bit, and we focused on the little, little details of it. Uh, 26 tackles is too much. I mean, we were there. We were. We had guys in the backfield. We had guys at the line of scrimmage. It's not like it was they were just gashing us with these huge holes or hitting us on pass plays and had nobody there. It wasn't. Um, right. But, but we got we got to coach it better, and ultimately we got to do it better on the field. And that's the first time that really showed up. We've been a really good tackling team, and I've been proud of them. And, it, you know, i, I got to make sure the guys feel fresh and fast going into the games too. It's been a long, long deal since we got back here in June without a true offseason, without a true spring ball. Uh, so I need to do a good job of really watching where these guys are and how they're feeling too. And then I'm learning. On the positive development receiving-wise, Two guys emerged, Jalen Gill. We've seen glimpses of, the, of him, but Jelani Galloway, who was a, a highly talented recruit out of Providence. Those two guys now look like they've established themselves a little bit. Uh, what have they done to improve their progressions? Well, you know, you mentioned Jalen. You see it in practice. And I've kind of mentioned this, um, you know, if you read in between the lines. 
It's just, I felt it's just a matter of time before he grasps the system, before he truly understands what he's doing. He hasn't been here for very long at all. Um, and, and you're starting to see that in practice. He's a very natural receiver, incredible hands. He makes a lot of hard catches in that game. He comes in and out of his breaks really well. He can sit his hips down. And like I mentioned to you, the, the more time we have him, you're going to see more of a role he plays. So we just need to be patient. Uh, Jelani's a guy, you want to talk about some key catches in that game? Uh, the one fourth and seven that we went for it on. What a, what a great throw and what a good catch. Yeah. Um, you know, down the sideline, he kept his feet in bounce. Um, but again, it's the way he practices. And, and that's, you know, that's usually the answer, John. You don't just magically snap your fingers and become a good player. You work, and it takes time, and it's hard. So I give those kids a lot of credit. Do you find, you know, when, you, when a kid comes in, I say highly touted, obviously it's hard now for kids not to pay attention to that stuff with social media. Do you find it's harder now to coach them out of that a little bit if they're so used to being the, quote, man in high school? No, just because I think of, you know, one, our philosophy as coaches and how we treat these players. We treat them well, but we coach them hard. And, you know, whether you're the starting guy or whether you're a walk-on, we, we expect the standard to stay the same every single day, and we'll never let that go. So if guys want to play for us, whether they're a five-star or a no-star, uh, they all got to work the same. They're all going to be coached the same. And, you know, that's really how I've been, whether it's Richard Sherman running on the backside and, and, and hustling or not hustling. You got to call out the vet just like you got to call out the rookie. Uh, and don't take it personal. Just what's your standard? And our standard's really high. You're getting a high standard to play from many of your defensive backs. Brandon Sebastian, I think, is a classic BC player. He's, emer- he's gotten better every year. Uh, certainly a, a great high school career out of West Haven, Connecticut. But, He's tied for first of the nation now with eight passes defended. You're, an, you're a defensive back guy. What do you see in Sebastian that you like? Well, one, I think Coach Azar has done a really good job. I know everybody uh, you know, wants to talk about me being a DB guy, and I am. Uh, but Coach Azar is really a good DB coach, and people are going to start to see that. So he's got to get a lot of the credit for that. Um, I see a guy who finishes violent at the reception point, and you see it time and time again. A lot of people, a lot of DBs that I've been around or we've been around, um, you know, they're always right there, right? But they don't have that confidence to go and get their eyes back and finish. And you got to finish violently uh, because those receivers attack the ball. And that's one thing he's done a really nice job with. He doesn't panic. Uh, he plays with poise, and then he goes and finishes, and you can see it. And it's been fun to watch him improve. Yeah, you know, we, I thought it was interesting last week when you, it was mentioned that eye violators are something that you guys really talk about. Uh, Jamin Moose talked about it uh, to the media during the week before the Virginia Tech game. What is an eye violator, and what do you watch to make sure that doesn't happen? Well, it could go two different ways. So I'll give you an example. If we're in man-to-man coverage and I'm guarding tight end, a lot of times what guys do is they, they play too much with their eyes. They go from, from the tight end to the quarterback, from the tight end to the quarterback. And usually if you see the quarterback throwing the ball and you're supposed to have your eyes on your man, Good things aren't going to happen, but it's hard because guys want to peek and guys want to try to make a play on the ball. Well, you don't do that by looking at the quarterback and man coverage. You do that by looking at the man until that final second, and then when you're right there, then you can sneak a peek. Too often, guys take their eyes off their work because uh, they can't lock in or stay disciplined enough, and bad things happen. It's the same thing in zone coverage. If you're reading two to one or to the quarterback, you got to have details with your eyes. If you're supposed to be reading the quarterback and your eyes are on your man, bad things are going to happen. So an eye violation is having your eyes in the wrong place. I believe defense is played with your eyes and your feet, and those two work so well together. Uh, 
eyes and feet, and usually it's eyes before feet. So wherever your eyes are going, your body's going to follow. So if your eyes are in the right place, your body's gonna be in the right place. Too often, guys go, but they're not looking at the right thing and they're in the wrong place, which, you know, for the most part against us this year, we've been in pretty good position, but man, you still gotta stress the eyes, the eyes, the eyes. See that, we always learn something on the BC, BC football show. I always feel like I'm going to class here, coach. This is good stuff. Well, I hope it's not like class, because some of those... <laughs> No, it's not like class, trust me. Much better than that. Um, a couple guys are, are on watch lists now in terms of uh, postseason awards. One today, Christian Mahogany, freshman All-American watch list uh, on the offensive line. That's a unit that's, you know, as you admitted, it's, it's going to take some time to gel. Are you happy with your offensive line through five games? I'm happy with the progress that they made, especially, you know, you look, everybody wanted to ask questions every single week. What's wrong with your line? What's wrong with your line? And, if there was something wrong and I felt something was wrong with your line and you guys asked me, I wouldn't hide it. Um, I told you guys, they're, they're going to improve. They are. And they've shown it. Because truthfully, it's harder to pass protect like we are in a drop-back NFL-style passing game than it is to probably do anything else. And these guys in pass protection the last few weeks, protecting Phil, have been really, really good. And that's yeah. really, really hard to do. So I think people need to look at and give them credit Phil gets a ton of credit, right? And so do the wide receivers. How about the O-line and Coach Applebaum getting credit for the job they've done protecting the quarterback? You know, everyone says rush yards O-line. How about the protection when you throw the ball 50-something times a game right now? I mean, it's incredible. So you look at Christian. Yeah, he's done a good job. Alex done a good job. Vrabel, Petrula, they've done a good job, and they're getting better. And that's the most important thing to me. And that's why I'm so excited to play in this game because I can't wait to see our offense go out and play again. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun come Saturday. Alec Lindstrom, your center, also on the Remington Trophy Award watch list. That was announced today, too. This is the BC Football Show with the first-year coach, Jeff Halfley. I'm John Mita Perel. We'll be back with much more. The Eagles take on Georgia Tech coming up Saturday at 4. We'll be back with more after this from our good friends at Bud Light. Get your ice cold Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer here. Even though you can't go to the game, doesn't mean the game can't be brought to you now here. Just go to BudLight.com slash delivery. That's BudLight.com slash delivery. Give me two mangoes. Coming at you. It's a little short. Ow. Sorry. You know what? I'm just going to walk them over to you. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Enjoy responsibly. Heiser Bush, Bud Light Beer, and Bud Light Seltzer. IRC Beer, Beer in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. This is J.P. Plunkett, BC93. Like you, I'm super excited about Coach Halfley and his squad. I'm also super excited about my firm, Red Dome Realty. We lease, sell, and manage all commercial product types. Our clients get big company power that's accented by a small shop's entrepreneurial hustle. Please call or text me at 617-999-4993 and or see us at r-dome.com. Red Dome Realty, 617-999-4993. Get in, take a bow, go Eagles. Guys, we work hard and play even harder. That's why Hadjars believes that you should feel your best all the time. From casual wear to the perfect tailored suit for all the big and tall guys out there. Do yourself a favor and dress like the Eagles do on game day. Get to Hadjars, where they have been delivering confidence to the better-than-average man for the past 50 years. Visit Hadjars showrooms in Quincy or Burlington or go to big-tall.com for more information. That's big-tall.com. Go BC! 
Boston College 1992 alum Matt McGovern is the proud owner of the McGovern Auto Group, Boston's fastest-growing family of car dealerships. Matt is proud to serve B.C., its students, and their families, with 11 dealerships across the Boston metro and over 5,000 vehicles to choose from. Don't settle for a new vehicle from just anyone. Join your fellow Eagles Matt McGovern, Mark Walker, Christine Hyde, and Tom Kilgariff at McGovern Auto Group. Visit them online at mcgovernauto.com. Go Eagles! This is Tom's experience. I was completely committed to buying a house. I just wasn't sure I could pull off a huge down payment. At Cambridge Savings Bank, we know that your home buying experience will be unique. That's why our dedicated mortgage loan experts share your commitment, taking the time to truly understand your individual needs and working with you to find solutions that set you up for success. See how Cambridge Savings Bank can help you get home at CambridgeSavings.com. Member FDIC, member DIF, equal housing lender, NMLS number 543370. It's back, the return of the prestigious Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, honoring college sports excellence across all competitive divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow along with L Directors' Cup on Twitter or online to see which schools will be taking home a first-place trophy in June for their season-long success. Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, a premier institutional award jointly launched in 1993 by USA Today and NACTA. Ball is at the 13-yard line. Eagles moving right to left. Two wides to the far side. Jerkovic shocked up. Back to throw at the 20. Down the middle. It's caught. Past the 5. Goes Gill to the end zone. Touchdown, Boston College. Jalen Gill, 13-yard touchdown. Eagles offense moving with efficiency. And they are on the board, leading 6-3. to three. This is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For more of tonight's show, here again, John Meter-Perel. Jalen Gill, over 100 yards for the Eagles on Saturday night against the Hokies of Virginia Tech in a 40-14 loss. Welcome back to the BC Football Show. And don't forget to check out a very special uh, Freight's Family Auction, which ends Friday at 4 o'clock. You can help strike out ALS Help Team Freight Train do that. Check out kbksports.com for more information. Pete Frady's a very important figure, of course, in the Boston College community. We miss him every day and his family holding an auction to benefit the Strikeout ALS Foundation. We hope that that is very successful. Check out kbksports.com Friday before 4 p.m. for more information. Jeff Halfley joining me as always on a Wednesday night. Jeff, at 3-2 and two now. What have you learned about yourself through five games? Well, I've, I've learned I, I still I got to do a better job every single week. Um, you know, and I look hard after every game just to see what I could do better. And I've made examples of that. And, you know, whether it's, you know, helping out with the defense and getting back over on the offensive side or, or how I approach practice and how I get us ready. Uh, there's so many little things that I've learned and I continue to learn and get better and and I will continue to do that. I've also learned that I really love this team and I enjoy this team and I love being here. Um, you know, I love everything about it so far. As hard as it is, as hard as these nine months have been, um, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And there's, there's truthfully nowhere else I'd rather be right now. So I'm excited. Um, I think there's a really, really bright future and I'm looking forward to building this thing right. Well, you're certainly on the right track and we love having you here. What's on your wish list for the next five games, besides five wins, I know that five wins is, is definitely there, but what else? I, I just I want to see us continue to improve, and, and I mean in all phases. We, we do have so much to clean up, 
And I want, I want this team really ha- learn, to learn how to win games. Um, and, and I think we're close, right? We've won some close games. Um, you know, I want their mindset going into any game that, that we're going to win. And even when we're down, I want them to continue to fight back. And I just, I want our best game to be our last game. Because if we continue to do that, then we're heading in the right direction. Certainly, yeah, you want to win every single game. But I want the process to continue to be right. I want us to become closer as a team, coaches and players. And I just want to improve. And I want to, I want to help develop these guys so that they're playing their best ball uh, towards the end of the season. You talk a lot about the process. Uh, it's kind of it's maybe a, a, an overused phrase now in sports, basically, I guess. But it, it is, it's prevalent. Uh, with good reason. What is your process? Well, it's practice. It's preparation. It's doing everything right. Um, you know, and for me, it starts It starts after the game, and it starts Sunday, right? It's, it's, it's getting ready for the next opponent. It's watching film. It's making sure that our guys are going to get ready to play. Um, you know, it's doing everything you can for them the right way. It's everything that goes into getting ready for Saturday's game. Like I told you before, Saturday's the test, right? So whether it's studying film, whether it's meeting with the players, whether it's nutrition, whether it's sleep, it's all the little things that go into winning the game that are the most important thing. Because if you just look at the result, the result could be good, but if the process is wrong, the result, it's not going to last. And to build this foundation, the way we have to learn how to do the little things right every single day and we learn how to prepare the can um and i'm learning how to do that our staff is learning how to do that together and our players are but you got to understand that if the process is right is the result always going to be perfect no it's not because things happen if bad things happened on saturday but truthfully we probably had our best week of practice last week does that mean you're going to win no it doesn't but to me it's the accumulation of all those good weeks together that are going to determine if you win the game or not but if the process is right and, and we lose, it, at least I can say we did everything we did. And that's why I'm trying to build it that way. No, that's certainly admirable. And I think, you know, the process, Coach, is leading into a buzz about BC football on the recruiting trail. Uh, you're the sixth best class. That's right, sixth for 2022, according to 24-7 Sports. I've never said those numbers with BC football. Sixth in the country, uh, which is an amazing, amazing number. Uh, out of 130 teams in FBS, how are you getting it done right now? Well, I, I, I credit the staff and I credit the players, the way they're playing and the buzz and the energy that they have. Our guys are recruiting hard, and I think guys are seeing the buzz and guys are seeing what we can be and guys are seeing that we're going to do it the right way and that we're going to treat people the right way and that we are going to enjoy playing football together and we're going to love each other. That's what football is all about. And at the end of the day, you play football because you love playing football when you were a kid, and we can't take that away from them. Uh, but I think people see what's going on here and what is going to happen here. And we've gotten some good ones to come in pretty early here. We still have to finish the 2021 strong, and we will. Um, but it's pretty encouraging when you get these calls this early from 2022s that are jumping in. Uh, it says a lot, especially when it's the local guys now. I mean, that's Oh, yeah. That's some good stuff, and it's really encouraging. It really should make everybody get excited about the future. Oh, no, I think everybody is. There's no doubt about that. And What's the recruiting pitch for you, the Jeff Hapley elevator recruiting pitch, and what makes a good recruiter? Well, I think what makes a good recruiter is a guy who can build relationships because I think that's the most important thing is you build a relationship with somebody. Um, 
and you build trust with that person. And then you kind of you, you show them that you're going to be there for them and that you're going to care about them. And it's more than just on the football field because too often, look, I could throw at all these guys. You want to play in the NFL and be a DB? I mean, come on, I'll, I'll, I'll get you there. But there's so much more than that. I want, I want our guys to show them that they care about them as people and that we're going to develop them as people and that they're not only going to play great football, but they're coming to one of the best schools in the entire country. Who plays Power 5 football like we do with an education in a major city? Right, And we're talking yep. about getting here on the front end of this thing where it's going to be real exciting. And then you want to add in the football. You want to play in an NFL system on defense and an NFL system on offense. And you want to be coached by a quarterback coach that coached Aaron Rodgers and Eli Manning. I mean, come on. I mean, <laughs> let's go. What, what are we waiting for? Um, but the trust, the relationships. And I'll tell you what, our staff is doing an incredible job. And it is, it is hard work now. Recruiting isn't easy, and there's probably half our staff on the phone or FaceTime right now or Zoom calls like this. Um, but really, exceptional job by the guys on the staff. Who did you learn from throughout your career in terms of how to become a good recruiter? Well, I think Dave Wanstead uh, was a guy that, that I really learned a lot from because he was himself. He didn't, you know, like he, he wasn't a salesman. And, you know, oftentimes I find myself doing the same thing, like, like, I'm not really, like, the photo shoots, a lot of guys like photo shoots, right? But the photo shoots aren't real. And what do I mean by that? Yeah, if a kid comes up and he wants to do a photo shoot, awesome. I love it. But that goes away, right? Like, when you come here, the photo shoot has nothing to do. So I want to show those guys what's real. I want to watch tape with them and show them how we can develop them and show them guys we have developed. And I want to show them what we're going to do for them after school, education, degree, internships, jobs. Why? because that's real and it lasts. So if I find a kid who is more interested in a photo shoot than sitting down and watching film with me, he can go do the photo shoots and I'm not going to recruit him anymore. So a lot of really good people, Charlie Partridge, uh, when I was a GA, he's now at Pitt and he was at FAU for a while. He's, yeah. He taught me so much about recruiting and just walking into a school and meeting the secretaries and the principals and all the little things to build relationships uh, that are just so important. Is the secret sauce just being tireless? Is that, is that part of the number one part of the formula? I do, uh, but, but I think there's more to it. Um, you, have to be, you have to be yourself, right? You can't try to pretend you're somebody else because that goes away after a while. You've got to be yourself. You've got to be genuine. Um, and you have to be able to relate to people and not BS them because I truthfully, I think they see right through it. And if you're lying to them when they get there, it's not going to work. Um, so I think honesty is so important for me and for our staff. But you got to work hard, no doubt about it. Uh, but there's more to it than that. Coming up with Georgia Tech, we're going to dive into that game coming up in our next segment. But when I, when I say Jeff Collins, what does Jeff Halfley think of? Uh, he's got a lot of energy. Um, you can see it in the way his team plays. You can see it on the sideline. You can see it when you watch his press conference. Uh, really good recruiter. Um, he's done a nice job in year two bringing in some really talented kids, especially from that Georgia, Florida area. He's got some speed, um, which he's going to have on the field on Saturday. But obviously he did a really nice job at Temple, uh, which got him the Georgia Tech job. So he's going to build that thing the right way. He is. He's going to get good players there. And, and you can tell he's got, the, he's got those guys excited. It's been a while since the Eagles have seen Georgia Tech. Last time coach was in Ireland. Uh, we played him in the Dublin Classic. You missed that trip. That was quite a trip. Yeah, what a boondoggle. Yeah, I think we're going to have to petition to get that trip back on the schedule at, at some point in your tenure. So keep that in the back of your, uh, in, like in your pocket. 
but that was uh, 2016. So long time coming, but BC will take on the Yellow Jackets at Alumni Stadium. We'll get into that with Jeff Halfley coming up as the BC Football Show continues right here. This is the BC Football Show. Back with more after this from Bud Light. Get your ice cold Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer hip. Even though you can't go to the game, doesn't mean the game can't be brought to you now, hip. Just go to BudLight.com slash delivery. That's BudLight.com slash delivery. Give me two mangoes. Coming at you. It's a little short. Ow. Sorry. You know what? I'm just going to walk them over to you. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer and Bud Light Seltzer. IRC Beer. Beer in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. Boston College 1992 alum Matt McGovern is the proud owner of the McGovern Auto Group, Boston's fastest growing family of car dealerships. Matt is proud to serve BC, its students, and their families with 11 dealerships across the Boston Metro and over 5,000 vehicles to choose from. Don't settle for a new vehicle from just anyone. Join your fellow Eagles Matt McGovern, Mark Walker, Christine Hyde, and Tom Kilgariff at McGovern Auto Group. Visit them online at McGovernAuto.com. Go Eagles! Technology has sure changed the way we live and bank. But one thing it should never change is the importance of knowing that when you need help, there's a neighbor that's there to lend a hand. At the Village Bank, we offer all the services you need to bank more easily, but with that personal touch that seems to be so hard to find today. To learn more about how we can help you, call 617-969-4300. Stop in or visit village-bank.com. Either way, we'll be there for you. The Village Bank, member FDIC, member DIF. Sullivan Tire and Auto Service is celebrating our 65th anniversary with amazing deals on quality brand name tires for any vehicle. With the winter driving season not far off, Sullivan Tire has thousands of tires on sale from Goodyear, Michelin, Kelly, BF Goodrich, Yokohama, and more. Also save on auto repair as our ASC certified technicians get your car ready for any kind of weather. Locations all over New England, including Newton, Brookline, Somerville, and Watertown. Find out more and make an online appointment at SullivanTire.com. Go BC! To all our patients, now is the time to protect your health by getting the important screenings you need. Newton Wellesley Hospital is here, safe and ready to care for you. For now and whatever comes next, no matter what. For early detection of breast cancer. For early detection of colon cancer. For your health and well-being. We're here for you. Come and get the care you need and deserve. The passion. Another 25, first down, 20. 15, 10, 5, 3, 2, 1. The fury. Getting blipped. Down he goes. The speed. Doubled into the end. Oh, my. Western College football. For the end zone. Got it for six points. You can unhitch the wagon. Put the ponies in the board. Over the shoulder. Get 30, 20. This is the College Football Blitz. Listen on Saturdays this fall. Starting at noon Eastern time on ESPNU Radio, Channel 84. Second down at 12, two-yard loss for the Hokies at the BC 30. Shotgun snap, play fake. Hooker is engulfed at the 31. The sack by Jason Matry off the edge. He ate him for dinner. Well done. That's his first career sack. You're listening to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. Once again, here's John Meter Perel. Join the BC Gridiron Club and support the football Eagles. Benefits include home game tailgates, away game venue bashes, and unprecedented team and program access. Sign up today at bcfootballgridiron.com. Coach, we joked about you playing in front of your 
first crowd at Lane Stadium. There were a thousand people there. What was the experience like for you and the team? Nah, probably not as overwhelming as you would imagine. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I once I put on the headset, I I probably didn't even realize it, but I guess I guess there were some people there cheering, but you couldn't really tell that much. So not too many people. I'm excited for the first game to walk into our stadium and have it filled up and run out and, and uh, put on a good show for them. So I'm really looking forward to that day. I think we all are. Unfortunately, it won't be Saturday. It's a 4 o'clock kick, 3.30 our broadcast time. The Yellow Jackets are 2-3. Two and three. They're 2-2 two and two in the ACC. They lost to Clemson 73-7 at home. It was one long day at the office. But what are your biggest concerns about Georgia Tech? Well, I'm, you know, I'm going to tell you again, I'm, I'm going to make this one really about us, and, I, and I've really talked to the team about that all week. Obviously, when I show them the plan to win, I, I show them what we have to do and what we have to stop, but I really showed them more clips of us this week, us doing right um, versus Sunday when I showed them, you know, the mistakes that we made. I want them to see how well we've done and what we've done right and how if we continue to do that, we're going to win football games and we're going to be in football games. Um, just talking about Georgia Tech offensively, they got a lot of speed. Uh, one of their wide receivers, number two, is a, a legitimate 10, 400 meter guy, which, you know, that's flying and he's fast. And yep. then by Clemson. So we have to be very aware of him. Um, the quarterback and the running back are both freshmen, uh, 10 and 21. And those guys, you're going to hear about them in the ACC for years to come. Um, they're, they're good players. Um, very, very athletic quarterback can throw the ball, can run the ball. And you can see he's young, but he's still making the throws. And um, the back is dynamic. I mean, you want to talk about fast. I mean, this was a big-time recruit. Florida yep. offer, Georgia offer. Um, you're talking about a, a legitimate top running back in the country, and they're starting to use him more. Uh, really dynamic, out of the backfield, catches the ball, runs the ball. So we have to know where he is as well. Uh, defensively, they, they do a lot. Um, they move around, they shift, they pressure, they overload. They, they play a lot of different coverages. Um, they're very long in the back end, which I like. You know, you like that length. So they're going to try, I would imagine, to, to make a guy, our guys stop and start by getting their hands on them and bump us a little bit. Um, their two backers are good players. Their one middle linebacker, number six, needs to be the quarterback of the defense and, and kind of gets that thing going. Um, and then special teams, I know the head coach is very involved, and they're very – you're going to see a lot of different stuff. Um, we've seen fake punts. We've seen onside kicks. We've seen fake field goals. We've seen the punter throw the ball for a touchdown. Um, and the punter is one of the best punters in college football. So, you know, I, I definitely think that they can be a very dangerous team. I know people look at that Clemson game and, and see the score, but you really got to watch the tape, right? Um, and yep. the score was definitely not indicative of that game. Um, they turned the ball over in some key spots and gave Clemson some easy scores. And, you know, they had some explosives on them, and they had some explosives that they missed. And that's what we got to make sure, again, it's not always about the result, John. It's about – about the process and if you watch them play there were plays they had them they just didn't execute right no and one thing i noticed right away though their quarterback jeff sims uh he was getting a lot of buzz after their first game when they beat florida state on national tv uh he's a freshman out of jacksonville florida top recruit do you think they'll take a page out of the Hokies playbook and use the quarterback run and draw a lot yeah i mean i would if i were them right i mean they saw virginia you tag do it, and we'll be prepared for it, and we'll be ready for it. We just got to wrap up and tackle. Um, I actually know the quarterback a little bit. In my one year at Ohio State, I was recruiting DB from that area in Jacksonville, and, and they had me go down. He was kind of a guy that was on our list during the spring before we had another guy committed. Um, I remember a really good-looking kid, big kid, 
Uh, yeah. I believe he was committed to Florida State, actually, and then decommitted late in December. So, again, good get for Coach Collins. Those two guys you're going to hear about, those guys are going to be really good players in the ACC. You know, it's so funny to think of Georgia Tech throwing the ball after so many years under Paul Johnson with a triple option. He brought it over from Navy. Uh, still a developing situation for them. Dave Patnode's their offensive coordinator. You feel like they're still searching for an identity on offense? No, you know, I think they have a pretty good identity. Um, their run game's been pretty consistent over the last two years when you watch the film and, you know, a lot of the same pass concepts. I think he does a nice job. Um, he's very multiple. He'll add each game to his to his scheme. Um, but they're ways away from running the triple, that's for sure. <laughs> You know, the prior coaching staff, everyone talks about how difficult it is to defend that. Are you surprised more people don't run that, Coach? I don't know. It is hard to defend, very hard to defend. I mean, that's something that you don't do the week before the game. That's something you invest time in in the spring and in the summer, and you better have an answer or you will get embarrassed. There was a couple of years back at Pitt where, you know, we played against those teams, and it is not a fun game to play. Um, but I'm not sure. That's a good question. I mean, you know, I think I think a lot of guys at, at some of the big Power Five schools, you're you know you're looking for these big recruits, and I'm not sure how many want to go and just run the triple option. But at the same time, I mean, look at well, look at what they've done at Navy, right? I mean, it's right. really really impressive. And the other thing is too, John, I don't know how many people truly know how to coach that offense. I mean, that that that's a specialty deal there, where there's probably not many coaches who know the ins and outs of it like those guys. So it, it, it all starts with the fullback, right? Yeah, A-back, B-back, C-back. After, after spending time in the NFL, I don't want to go anywhere near any of that stuff. <laughs> what, uh, you talked a little bit about their defense. Andrew Thacker's the coordinator. He's a high-friction guy. What does that mean? I don't know. You tell me what a high-friction guy means. You got me on that one. So I, I, you, you or someone else has to explain that to me. In terms of his philosophy, is, is that just being – is he aggressive? Yeah, he's aggressive. Um, he definitely you go. is. You're, you're going to see shifts, motions, overloads. Uh, they're going to send a lot of different people. They'll have some exotics. Um, yeah, so he does. He does do a lot. He moves guys. He moves guys around quite a bit. How about the white uniforms? That's on the list this week. Are white oh, uniforms okay. going to be at home? Uh, no, I think we're going to go with the maroon this week. So the maroon throwbacks. Maroon throwbacks. Yeah, we're gonna, we're going to stick with the throwbacks. Um, but we're going to wear maroon this time. We like the maroon. We like the maroon. We like the white. We like the throwbacks. You think the throwbacks are here to stay? I hope they're here to stay. I love them. So there you go. Were you always a big uniform guy? Does that matter to you? Um, I, I like how classy those throwbacks look, truthfully. And I think that's Boston College. Um, you want there to be some degree of flash and excitement because the players like it. And I respect that. And truthfully, if our players want something and they feel good, then I'll give it to them. I mean... But I want it to look clean and classy. I want the jerseys to be tucked in. But I want the guys to like them. So I think you'll see, I think you'll even see next year, we're going to add some variety to the uniform. Uh, but I am a traditional guy, but I want to have a little bit of flash to the uniforms too, something the players can feel good about. That's good. Good to know. And you know, I think your, 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 your captains have been unheralded this year. We haven't talked a lot about them. There's five of them. But one guy you talked about this week that you miss a lot is Kobe White. And you address that, his impact, and what you're missing. What are you missing from Kobe? Well, you're missing the experience and the leadership. And we were actually talking about it earlier this week. Um, Kobe would have had quite the production with Phil in this system. 
Kobe's a guy that knows how to get open. Kobe's a guy that catches the ball and sneaks through and get those extra yards. Kobe's a guy that when Phil starts to scramble, he'd be looking at to get open. And then Kobe's a guy. Now all of a sudden you got to worry about Kobe, Hunter, Zay, Jalen, and Jelani. Now you're now you're dealing with something. Um, that leadership, that kind of sense of guys are looking to get lined up, and he kind of calms them down. Um, definitely missed him, you know. And don't forget about Ethan too. I mean, guys forget. And then Joey Lucchetti. I mean, you talk yeah. about all these teams that are missing guys because of COVID. I mean, we played with different safeties. We're missing Ethan. We're missing Kobe. We're missing Joey. You know what our 12 personnel run game package would look like with Lucchetti blocking? I mean, you're talking about a whole different dynamic to the offense. So Stacked. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm excited about these guys coming back. Lucchetti, you know, he had a prolific high school career. He's from Wayland, which is down the road. Um, what, what is What do you see in him? Obviously, Hunter Long's emerged. What do you see in Lucchetti in the future? Tough, tough, tough. Like, you want to talk about energy and juice? You know, Travis Levy brings some energy and juice. I mean, that's who this guy is. This is a guy where, you know, you need somebody to have your back, you're calling that guy. I mean, he's uh, <laughs> he's going to fight you and hit you, and he isn't going to care if the ball gets thrown to him or not. He's going to block people all day long, and people are going to love when they see this kid. That's outstanding. Certainly a lot of good things to come. And hopefully on Saturday, your keys to the game brought to you by our good friends at McGovern Auto Group, owned by Matt McGovern, BC class of 1992. McGovern Auto Group, the fastest growing group in the Boston area. Visit one of their 14 locations or check out McGovernAuto.com. All right, Coach, what do you have against the Yellow Jackets? Well, we're going to keep it real simple this week. On offense, it's all about the ball. We have to hold on to the ball. And I said it last week, but I'll say it again. We just have to keep moving the ball forward. No more first and 15s. No more third and one goes to third and six. We have to play a clean game. The ball and execution. The ball and execution. And if we do that, I think you'll see a pretty good day from our offense. On defense, it's, it's the same thing, but opposite, right? It's attack the ball. We have to steal possessions. When we were winning games, we were plus five, plus three, plus two. Now all of a sudden we're even because we were minus five. You can't win like that. And then on defense, we got to run and get back to tackle. We got to get multiple multiple people to the football and tackle. So I know that doesn't sound great. I'm not throwing anything out about Georgia Tech and no disrespect to Georgia Tech. I respect them a ton, their coaches and their players. But fundamentals, technique, and just be sound. And we're going to play a great game. Do you feel like it's a razor-thin margin of error? We've heard that in the past about BC football. Do you feel like that's the same case this year? Are you guys that thin line? Yeah, I think there's a very fine line. I think, one, if you look at it, um, yeah, we, we got to play that way. We, there, there's a very small margin for error right now, and that's why i got to coach very, very well, and I need to coach better, um, and we got to understand that fine line because it's the difference, truthfully, between looking like we got blown out last Saturday night or winning the game like we did against two. That's five turnovers to zero for us. The next time, zero for us, five for them. We beat Duke 26 to six. We're on the other end of it and have no chance to win. Very, very fine line. How about that uh, dangerous place, that dark place you get to? You feel like that's going to be there again Saturday? I'll get there on Saturday. What, what you got to understand, John, is my process leads me to that dark place. <laughs> I guess I think that's Stephen King like, kind of yeah, like. I don't. Yeah, I don't think. I think you're, you're making it out to be a dark place. Like I'm in this bad mood. <laughs> it's more like no, I'm no, in no, this, no. 
it's more like I'm locked in and I'm just like, I don't even know the crowd. I just go. Yeah. No, that's good. You got, you got the blinders on. That's right. I know Halloween's coming. Don't worry. I'm not, I'm not going there with you, but you know, I'm sure your kids are looking forward to Halloween, right? Oh, this year it's going to be different. I think I'm going to get away from, I, I, I might get away from the all black too. Say, say that again, John. I was going to say, uh, the Halloween's are much different this year, but wait a minute, that's breaking news. You're getting away from the all black? I'm thinking about it, yeah. So we might, oh, have change, yeah. might change it up this week. I don't know, man. I think that's your, your, that's your trademark now. Well, if you think I go to a dark place and I'm wearing all black, people are going to think I'm some crazy guy. So No, I'll, no, it's a good thing. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. You might, I might change it up a little bit. I don't know. I think the precincts want you in, in all black, Coach. <laughs> I think, uh, I think you got to keep that intact. It's like, uh, you know, did Johnny Cash stay away from all black? Yeah, I got I, I don't know. After that last game, I might have to change it up. How about, what, what are you going, all maroon? I don't know. We'll have to see. You'll have to stay tuned. I haven't picked it out yet. Wow, that's a good tease on your part. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to put Brendan Flynn, your, your equipment manager, to work on that. I already, I already talked to him. He's already got, we already got some ideas. Really? Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Not a game day decision, but Joe, Joe Flynn does a good job. He's a good dude. Yes. Did I say Brendan? I meant Joe. That's all right. I got him. I got to give him a lot of credit. He does a really nice job. See that? We got the last name right, at least. That's right. Hey, <laughs> hey Coach, great place to end, I guess, at least an error on my part. But listen, have a great week. Uh, good luck this week. We look forward to another big BC win. And thanks again for all your time. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Have a good week, and I'll see you Saturday. All right. Look forward to it. Jeff Halfley. BC football coaches, the Eagles take on the Yellow Jackets. Coming up, we will be joined by the old linebacker, the BC Hall of Famer, Pete Croden, with his keys to the game. Always intriguing is hear what Pete, the new grandfather, has to say. This is the BC Football Show. Back with more after this from Bud Light. Get your ice cold Bud Light, Bud Light seltzer hip. Even though you can't go to the game, doesn't mean the game can't be brought to you now, hip. Just go to BudLight.com slash delivery. That's Bud Light. Dot com slash delivery. Give me two mangoes. Coming at you. It's a little short. Ow. Sorry. You know what? I'm just going to walk them over to you. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser Busch Bud Light Beer and Bud Light Seltzer, IRC Beer, Beer in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. This is J.P. Plunkett, BC93. Like you, I'm super excited about Coach Halfley and his squad. I'm also super excited about my firm, Red Dome Realty. We lease, sell, and manage all commercial product types. Our clients get big company power that's accented by a small shop's entrepreneurial hustle. Please call or text me at 617-999-4993 and or see us at r-dome.com. Red Dome Realty, 617-999-4993. Get in, take a bow. Go Eagles. Guys, we work hard and play even harder. That's why Hadjars believes that you should feel your best all the time. From casual wear to the perfect tailored suit for all the big and tall guys out there. Do yourself a favor and dress like the Eagles do on game day. Get to Hadjars, where they have been delivering confidence to the better-than-average man for the past 50 years. Visit Hadjars showrooms in Quincy or Burlington or go to big-tall.com for more information. That's big-tall.com. Go BC! 
Boston College 1992 alum Matt McGovern is the proud owner of the McGovern Auto Group, Boston's fastest-growing family of car dealerships. Matt is proud to serve B.C., its students, and their families, with 11 dealerships across the Boston metro and over 5,000 vehicles to choose from. Don't settle for a new vehicle from just anyone. Join your fellow Eagles Matt McGovern, Mark Walker, Christine Hyde, and Tom Kilgariff at McGovern Auto Group. Visit them online at mcgovernauto.com. Go Eagles! This is Karen's experience. I looked at houses for over a year, but only had a weekend to lock in an offer. At Cambridge Savings Bank, we know your home buying experience will be unique, which is why our dedicated mortgage loan experts work closely to understand you on a personal level, giving you the support and confidence to make smart decisions fast, especially on weekends. See how Cambridge Savings Bank can help you get home at cambridgesavings.com. Member FDIC, member DIF, equal housing lender, NMLS number 543370. It's back, the return of the prestigious Learfield IMG College Director's Cup, honoring college sports excellence across all competitive divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow along with L Director's Cup on Twitter or online to see which schools will be taking home a first-place trophy in June for their season-long success. Learfield IMG College Director's Cup, a premier institutional award jointly launched in 1993 by USA Today and NACTA. Eagles at the 20, Jakovic rolling to the near side, out of the pocket. Now he throws, and it's caught by Long, past the 10 and the 5, towards the end zone, reaching for the goal line. Hunter Long is down, shy of the goal line. I think that's a touchdown. This is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For more of tonight's show, here again, John Meter-Perel. And a pop further review, it was a touchdown for Hunter Long. Unfortunately, the Eagles only scored twice in the game as they lost to Virginia Tech, but good things ahead with a showdown on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon at 4 o'clock. Welcome back to the show. Good to have you with us. And we're joined now by my broadcast partner, the old linebacker of the BC Hall of Famer, former Redskin and Seahawk and Renaissance man. They call him Bidge in the Cronin household. That's, that's slang for Grandpa. How you doing, Pete? How's the family? Have you gone computer on me, me? I look I'm in a, in a future. Oh my God! You're flipping future, something. You, you, wow. We're looking at a new at a new look here. Let's let's go back. There we go. Very mechanical. We go. Oh, that's more like it. I was like, you like that? I always <laughs> thought you were computer esque. Oh yeah, very computer esque. Happy memory, you know, very structured kind of computer voice. Yeah. Yes. All good. Hey, I want to. Yeah, thanks for mentioning my grand new granddaughter Eloise. I, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention the others. So yes. Sophia, Quinn, Nick, Tilly, Edith, and Lydia. So if you keep in, if you're good at BC math, that's seven. So I got I got a starting five and two off the bench. You are playing some major zone defense. No, we we are completely uh, press inbound press <laughs> basketball off the defensive rebound. We go we go the other direction quick. <laughs> well. You're doing it well, that's for sure. And Nothing to do with it. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm sure it takes a little bit, out, especially out of your, your better half, Deb. She's been busy. She's a, a, a saint. Yes. That, we, we, we've known that for years. <laughs> <laughs> to put up with you, yes. I wasn't going there, but you did. I told you. It's all good. But speaking of defense, uh, I know you, you and I looked at each other on Saturday night, and certainly the Hendon Hooker show took over. 
with those skill players you were worried about coming into the game, and Virginia Tech showed that they had great talent. What do you see from Georgia Tech this week defensively that may concern the Eagles? I don't see anything that Boston College uh, can't deal with. Uh, this isn't the Hendon Hooker show. Uh, as I said last week, that was a, a, a juggernaut rush offense. They are the number one rush offense in the country. You don't slow them down. I'm sorry, you don't stop them, you slow them down. Uh, and BC was unable to do that. And Coach Halfley's talked about all the reasons why. Emphasis on fundamentals, it's the little stuff. Line up right, hats to the ball, gang tackling, don't turn it over. You know, and I'm very proud that I went to Marion High School. May she rest in peace. Yeah, BC was playing Marion High School, and they turned the ball over five times. They'd have a trouble. They'd have trouble beating them. So this has got nothing to do with scheme. This has got to do not, very little to do with talent. This has all to do with execution. Uh, and uh, the, the emphasis went, this week was way back on fundamentals where it needs to be. And I think the, from a defensive challenge standpoint for Boston College, you know, you've got a, a uh, an offense that is. Um, uh, they are, they're not Virginia Tech, they're not Clemson, obviously. They're dangerous, but they're young. They have gone, there's a youth movement on this team. You get a, a freshman quarterback, freshman running back, freshman wide receiver, freshman offensive lineman, and you've got a freshman sprinkled all in there. Well, there's a consequence to that. He's building for the future, no question about it. And the consequence is that Boston's veteran capacity on this team needs to, to, to supersede that, needs to rise above it. Uh, they're dangerous in, uh, on offense, and what's interesting about this offense is that Jeff Sims is very well coached. If, if he doesn't see a receiver open, he throws it away. He doesn't care about the statistics. Now, their, their, uh, their offensive coordinator says that every possession we have needs to end in a kick. <laughs> Think about it. Okay, a punt, yeah, a field goal, a, a PAT. Okay, not an interception or a, or a fumble. So they're dealing with the same demons Boston College is. The difference between uh, the difference for BC last week was that despite their efforts to uh, coach around uh, ball security, that is priority number one this week for Boston College. It's going to be ball security. And, and Coach Halfley said it. It's in, in no disrespect to Virginia uh, to uh, to Georgia Tech. It's about BC. Make it about BC. Do your job. If you do your job, good stuff's going to happen. And your job involves, I mean, there's a long list of, of things that need to be done, both on offense and on defense, but uh, it, it's, a, it's a long list, but it's a simple list. It's really based in fundamentals. Block, tackle, secure the ball. Uh, you know, I mean, these are uh, executed in special teams. You know, kick PATs kick field goals within the, your respective range. I mean, these are all things that they have gone maybe out of necessity because of what happened last week, gone back to focus on. What's the Cronin report card through five games? You're a defensive guy at heart. Uh, defensively, Coach Taffley talked about what improvements he wants to see. What do you want to see besides tackling? Well, as, you know, whenever you – well, it's part of it, but the whole thing is – BC's a defense, they're not loaded over there. And I give them credit for coaching these guys up. They're playing a lot of people. They're playing better in the secondary. Uh, they, for what they had coming into the season, they're playing re remarkably well on the defensive line. 
but the fact that I'm saying that they're playing better and remarkably well is an indication that maybe they had some issues coming into the season. I think it really boils down to fundamentals again. And when it comes to a running quarterback like Sims can be, maybe not as dangerous as the guy last week, is you got, you got two options. You can do it right or you can do it fast. So when you're in a defensive line, you, you can do it fast and run the risk of the guy finding a, a seam and turning in what would, might have been a loss into a 20-yard game. Or you can do it right, which means discipline gap control, maybe not getting the sack, but creating the pressure and not allowing the quarterback to win with his feet. That's one thing I really look for. Uh, game tackling on defense, get more hats to the ball. I'll tell you what about that kid last week. Um, uh, Hooker ran with a sense of urgency. Hadn't seen much. You know, he had he had something extra, and BC wasn't ready for it. Well, guess what? What did they focus on this week? Tackling techniques, tackling drills, more hacks to the ball, swarm tackling. That's the kind of stuff that's going to win football games for Boston College. On offense, what I want to see, I want to see the same thing everybody else wants to see. A little bit more balance, maybe in the run game, uh, taking a little bit of pressure off the quarterback, allowing the run to set up the pass instead of the pass setting up the run. Seems like they're starting to click, though, Pete, on the run game. Didn't have prolific numbers. Couldn't when you're down by 26 points. But as Jeff mentioned, they had that offense cranked pretty good early, and that was a promising development. No question about it. It, it. They looked as though that they had made a conscious decision to focus on improving the run game going into Virginia Tech against an opponent that they should have been able to run the ball against. What do they do, though? Oh, that cliche thing. They turn the ball over. You turn the ball over five times, everything changes. All that goodwill, all that hard work goes out the window because you plan from behind the chains. So you, you hear the music, Pete. Give me 20 seconds, the, the uh, simplified version of your keys to the game. It's uh, make, uh, make Georgia Tech beat you, okay, and, and make, them, make them beat you by, not, by doing things they don't want to do. Quarterback is a good passer, but he's being coached to throw the ball away. Keep him in the pocket. Keep the pressure on. Gang tackle on defense. Make him play left-handed. We'll hear more from Pete Cronin on our pregame show Saturday at 3.30. Great job, Grandpa. Appreciate it. And we'll see you on Saturday. Looking forward to it. Eagles and Georgia Tech. Special thanks to those who made it possible. Our producer, Wolf Golke, Jason Baum, and the entire BC Sports Information staff. For the old linebacker, Pete Cronin, and the coach, Jeff Hafley, I'm Jami DePerel. We'll catch you Saturday at 3.30 on Sports Radio WEI 93.7 FM and Sirius XM. Have a great night, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your week. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.